This is the English Compcast. I'm your teacher, Kelsey Jones. Today, I have a very special guest with me, one of my best friends, the comic artist Van Notes. Today, we're talking about comics. And I have a special guest with me on the podcast today. I'm talking to Van Notes. Van Notes is a cartoonist and illustrator based out of Idaho. They have self-published many publications and worked for clients as diverse as Scholastic, Boom Studios, King Feature Syndicate, and Zeal. In 2016, they received their Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in comic art from the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. And Van Note's most recent project that some of you might be familiar with is Bendy Crack Up Comics Collection. Welcome, Van Notes. It's good to see you. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in comics, and then we'll dive into talking about definitions and terminology that we need to talk about comics in class. Yeah, so I come from, you know, a very rural background where a lot of my introduction to comics was through like flea markets or raggedy old issues that somehow found their way from like family friends and things like that. I didn't grow up being able to go to a comic shop. So a lot of my comics cultural literacy came from things that I would discover and they'd be like comics from the 70s, 80s, just, you know, junk issues that people kind of had and passed around. That really changed once, uh, you know, Barnes and Noble, uh, places like that made comics more accessible, especially when me and my family would go into Boise for trips, things like that. Um, also, manga became really big. Japanese imported comics became really mass market. Um, and that's where I gained kind of a second vocabulary before I went to art school. I'm glad to hear you throw around some varied terms for different genres of comics. I heard manga. Um, I grew up reading a lot of graphic novels. So why don't you talk to us first about the broad definition about what comics are and then maybe what distinguishes comics from graphic novels or maybe they're the same thing. So comics is really, you know, it's a broad genre. So when we're talking about comics, we can be talking about all sorts of things. We can be talking about single image gags, like you might see um, in The New Yorker. We could be talking about comic strips, like you'd see in the paper that are sequential in that way, and normally number about four, uh, four panels. And then we also have like comic books, which are definitely you know, longer sequences. And when those are all connected and collected together, or it might be a single collection in a more like hardbound, long form book than like a, a floppy stapled comic, we normally call that a graphic novel. Uh, comics is typically, you know, kind of the broad umbrella for the medium. Uh, some people use alternative terms like uh, sequential art, but you can really break it down into, you know, uh, either words, symbols, or images all being used con in conjunction on a page in order to tell a story or communicate something to the reader. Thank you for that definition. That really clears up um, all of the different terms that we hear thrown around when we start talking about that big umbrella term of sequential art. Uh, can you take us through kind of the basic building blocks of a single comics page? 
Yeah, so in the last century, you know, we have seen comics throughout time, whether it's Egyptian hieroglyphics or whether it's things like the Bayou Tapestry, which is a long um, tapestry that incorporates words, pictures told in a sequence. But really within the last century with printed media, we have seen a specific language kind of develop for comics and their communication that can broadly be recognized by the general public. Uh, so within that, when we're talking about a unit of comics, uh, typically we see it in a page form. But if we're talking about the single uh, building blocks, like say in the written word, like a sentence, we would be talking about panels. Um, and panels can be square boxes, you know, in sequence with each other, or panels can be more amorphous um, and have their own kind of odd delineations. So, and then when we're talking about the dialogue in comics, either it appears in two primary forms, either it is in a caption box, uh, which is where you will, you know, see the text within a square box that kind of delineates it away from the artwork, or it could, you know, not be a box. It might be a, a different kind of shape. We also have, um, you know, sound effects that might pop up, but the other big thing will be, you know, either word balloons, which communicate that a character is speaking or an individual is speaking. Then we also have thought bubbles, which are kind of used to signify that a character's thinking something. It kind of has that little cloud shape um, and then normally a few dots leading towards the character. So I know that there's a space between panels. Is that space important to reading comics? Is it just to help us, you know, navigate things visually on the page? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so that space is called a gutter. And at the gutter, it's scientifically, you know, there's some science behind this. You see one image before and you see one image after. And then within the human brain, there is a invisible third panel that's kind of created that builds the bridge between those two things. Uh, it's all kind of high-minded, but just know that in comics, the thing that's actually sparking your neurons is that jump between two panels. I've had students in the past ask me how they're supposed to read all of these elements. Are they supposed to start with reading the words first and then look at the pictures? Should they look at the pictures first and then look at the words? I'm of the mind that any way that your brain takes in the information that works for you is correct, so there's no right answer, but do you have some tips or tricks for people who might feel overwhelmed by all of the stimulus? Yeah, so that's definitely a big thing with any visual meeting, medium, whether you're looking at a classical painting. You know, Renaissance painting, you know, had some very specific forms where you were supposed to enjoy the composition. Um, and then there'd be little details to kind of accentuate the themes that were happening. With comics, we also view, we normally view the image as an overall first, right? Especially if we're looking at a page with multiple panels. So once we have, and that can be utilized by different authors and illustrators for different effects. But when we kind of hone in normally in North American comics, um, or European comics, typically the reader will stop at, start at the top of the page and then move from left to right um, and then top to bottom. When you're looking at Japanese or other kind of written traditions that go um, in the opposite direction, you'll normally go from right to left, top to bottom. 
Van Notes, thank you so much for talking us through the basic building blocks of comics. Before we go, I'd love to hear some recommended reading that you have. What are some of your favorite comics? Yeah, so for um, students who are kind of looking and they want a kind of slice of life comic that might relate to them um, and definitely deals with a lot of topics such as um, gang violence or different cultural heritages, I definitely recommend Jaime Hernandez's Love and Rocket story, Death of Speedy. Uh, there's a lot to really sink your teeth into there, um, and it's a good read. For the students who really love superheroes, um, whether you're a Marvel fan or a DC fan, one of the best comics you know that's come out within the last 20 years is Superman Smashes the Clan. Uh, by Jean Luen Yang and Guri Hairu, which explores, you know, kind of an untapped period of superhero and American comics history. It's also just a story that will make you cry. If you'd like a little bit of a um, gloomy, moody teen story uh, set in Canada at a, you know, all-girls school uh, with a little bit of gay stuff in there, I definitely recommend Jillian Tamaki's Skim. And if you're wanting kind of a horror comic with a, a fantasy fairy tale element, a Beautiful Darkness by Hubert and Carascoat is, I think, the comic for you. And if we wanted to find out more about your work, where would we go? To read more about my work and the things I'm working on, you can go to my website, www.vannotescomics.com. Van Notes, it was amazing talking to you. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to help us out on our comics vocabulary. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I appreciate having the opportunity. And students, I hope you enjoy engaging with this very exciting medium. And I hope to see the work that you make for this class soon.